theyeshiva.net. So in summation, we say every morning, Mashlich Hanoisin Shalik Hatzomer Kfor Ka'efa Yefazer. Mashlich Karchich Vichifitim, right? Lifnei Karosim Yamid. Yishlach Dvorev Yam Semyashiv Rucha Yizlomoyim. Magid Dvorev Liyak Chukov Mishpatov Liyisra. So like many words of Pesukah de Zimra, many words of Davening, we have become skilled professional readers and know how to read it very, very fast. Some pronounce it adequately, some less, but uh, we go it through swiftly. When you think even the simple Pirish Amilas, Pashat, the simple translation, we're not getting into the deeper translation, it's describing the miraculous phenomenon of... Uh, snow, ice, and rain, which we all observe, we all experience, especially during the winter time, unless you're living in uh, Miami or Los Angeles. But if you're lucky enough to experience all the different seasons, you're living here in the East, we experience it. So you have the first stages, he gives snow like fleece, katsamer, like wool, hanois and shala katsamer. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls, he casts his ice like crumbs. But who could withstand his cold? It's too cold. So he sends his command, his word, and he melts the ice. He sends forth the wind and uh, and the ice flow as water. The ice is now uh, becomes water. And, uh, and the Pasuk ends, the capital Tehillim ends. This is capital Kuf Memzayin, Halalukah Kitab Zamra. He gives us his Torah, Dvar of Layakov. So the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, explains that there's a deeper meaning in this Pasuk. It's not just describing the physical weather of the pending winter that comes after Tishrei. It's also describing various stages in the spiritual weather. It's not just a physical forecast given on the news, but it's also a spiritual forecast. And it's a forecast that takes place, it unfolds every single year. Rosh Hashanah Yim Kippur is Hanoisin Shelek HaTzomer. That's when the snow comes down. The snow which basically covers the world in white. You know, you wake up in the morning, especially as a child, and you see the snow everywhere, and you love it. So the basic reason is because there's no, there may not be school that day. But there's also... Well, there may not be work that day. There's a good excuse not to go to work. And that's always exciting. You know, there's huge snows. But there's also something else. The innocence. The innocence, the whiteness that covers the world. You know, the cars and the houses. And there's a certain uh, brotherhood that comes out. There's a certain uh, humanity that emerges, like an equality. Because everybody's stuck in the same snow. You know, the Godel Shabbat and the Katan Shabbat they both can't get to work. So uh, there's like a certain equality, but there's also the whiteness represents a purity. The world looks pure. So it's emes, that's an emes, that's what he says, that Shelek and Semer both represent in Kabbalah, Yud Gimel Midas The Pasuk says that Hashem's cloak is white snow and his hair is white wool, is clean wool, which is white. Whiteness is the color of... Uh, of cleansing, of purity. The sins will become as white as snow. 
they may be as red as scarlet, which represents fiery passion, addiction, whatever it is, but it becomes as clean as wool, as innocent as the sheep and its wool. And that's Rosh Hashanah, and especially Yom Kippur. It's the whole Elo with his, his Galas of Yom Kippur, but it culminates with Rosh Hashanah, and especially Yom Kippur, when we keep on saying Yom Kippur, especially Ben That's all represented in the Ratzoi, the ultimate Ratzoi, which is the ultimate intimacy between the soul and its source, and Hashem. Now comes the opposite motion which is primarily focused, which is primarily expressed in Sukkot. And that's the mashlich karchoi chifit, that he hurls his ice like crumbs. What is ice? Ice is water, but water the way it is congealed, that one can hold on to it, one can grasp it. Water itself doesn't have the ability to, doesn't lend itself to grasp it. It's a liquid, it's elusive. But the way the water emerges and is transformed into ice, it becomes congealed. Huh? No. So this is the opposite. That Mayim represents Chesed, Mayim represents Ava, Chesed Roy Yemina. Chesed is the right arm. That's Sukkot Yemina Techapkeni, as we spoke in the previous days. But together with that, Mayim also always represents Chesed versus Esh, which is Gvura. Mayim, which always descends from a higher place to a lower place, represents spiritually a form of benevolence, of giving, of kindness, of generosity. That's why Mayim is associated with Chesed. Esh is associated with Gvur. Mayim also sticks. Mayim causes you want to uh, you want to bring you want things to connect together. You you use moist. You use water. It connects. Esh does the opposite. You put something in fire and it becomes disintegrated. It separates. Chesed brings people close. Gvura creates boundaries. Each one has its function. But fire, you put something in fire, it doesn't create cohesion. On the contrary, the fire will immediately break it up and uh, cause disintegration. Mayim is the opposite. So therefore, Mayim represents Chesed. So Sukkot is the Mayim, but the way it comes into eyes... Because the pure love is mayim leismachshavi says tfisa beklal. Nobody could grasp the divine emotion, so nobody can grasp the water. Water is not tfafos, but the way the water descends and comes into ice, it means that now it's grasped, and that's the chiddush of sukkus. That after the rotzi of yom kippur, now that love comes in and is focused and directed into the human experience, that the way you are on a day-to-day basis, in other words, your humanness, your mundane reality, your, your physical reality, is also embraced. Here you have basically the oasis that the Chiddush of Sukkot is, that the Ratzui is then brought into the Shuv. And as I said, that the mitzvah, as we said, the mitzvah of Sukkot is that what... The physical things you do become a mitzvah. And the mitzvah of Dalad Minim is that you take all the four species, Kenega, the Dalad Doisis, Shema Vaya, and where do you bring it to? You bring it to your heart and the left ventricle of the heart, which represents the Chitzonius Halev, the, the bloody part of the heart, the Hadam Hua Nefesh, the basic physical, uh, biological life of the person. The Chitzonius Halev. Not the Kedem, but the Ocher. So the Chiddush of Sukkot is the Ocher. Chibuk, mechapkoi me'achoyrov. 
not the Kedem of the soul, but the Ocher of the soul, back to the two dimensions of every soul. Every soul operates on a level of Kedem, and every soul operates also on a level of Ocher. We precede creation. We're on the higher on the hierarchy, we're above creation, and the hierarchy, we're also below all of creation. So therefore, what happens on Sukkot is, after Hanois and Shalak HaTzamer, you have the Kfar Ka'efer Yefazen and the Mashlich Karachai Chifitim. That the Chesed Elyon, Hashem's infinite kindness, which is compared to water. Why is it compared to water? Because water represents Chesed, but water flows and water cannot be defined and grasped. It congeals and it becomes Kerach. In other words, in his Lashon is Nizgashim V'yoyed B'Seisina Madregas. It descends level after level after level. That's why it's called Mashlich. He throws it and he throws it like crumbs. The idea of crumbs is, it's not anymore one piece of bread. It gets scattered, and you can have hundreds of crumbs and thousands of crumbs, because the point is he throws the ice, throwing representing that it descends from one level to another level to another level, from a space where it can't be grasped, to a place where it could be grasped, in each person's heart according to their comprehension, and that's why it must be scattered into so many different levels because every person has a different human experience. And we say in Sukkot, Laman Das, Kol Kol all the nations, Ki Hashem because it becomes ice, so therefore it becomes become tangible. So this is not a love that remains abstract, transcendent, spiritual. It's a love that translates and becomes experienced by every single person because what the whole objective of it is, that it's not an intimacy that you experience when you transcend yourself, when you experience the Ratsa, you go out of your regular Metzius. No, it permeates and it penetrates even the Acherayim, even your hind part, in other words, even the human being as, as an Acher. That's the Chiddush of Sukkot. So the Ratsa that's experienced Yom Kippur, now the dance continues in the opposite motion, the Shuf. And yet the challenge here is Lifnei Karasei Miyamoit. When it becomes cold, it's very difficult to endure the cold. Who can withstand this cold? Okay. That's what that's what he's discussing now. That's the problem, what's that's the challenge of the shuv that comes after the Ratsi. MS. One cannot remain in a state of Ratsu and therefore must come back into a space of Shuv. Or as we spoke last night in the juggling experience, which is also Ratzai V'shuv. You can't stay up, you got to come down. The problem is, the, ch- the, shouldn't say the, problem, the challenge is, that Shuv, by definition, can create Kriyus. It can create, it could, not by definition it is, it's part of the dance, but it could, in the human experience, create detachment, create Alienation. This is the famous Moshe of the Baal Shem Tev, that uh, it's a very interesting Moshe. It's brought as a Sefer Baal Shem Tev They collected from all the Svarim of the Baal Shem Tev, a lot of the Baal Shem Tev's Torah. The story I said last night is also from the Baal Shem Tev You could see it there. Go to Sukkot. Baal Shem Tev Sukkot. It's there. In more than one place, but over there is Malakat from different sin, also another Svana, but it's there, that's a very famous uh, Sefer. So there's a, a Marshal of the Baal Shem to an interesting Marshal that uh, 
explains the eating on, on Shabbos and Yom Tov, always eating, estim, 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 nonstop. Okay, so part of it has to do with, you know, American culture, whatever the culture is, you know, McDonald's, so Lahavdal, uh, it translates into holy days, you don't stop eating. It's not exactly, uh, Magan Avram writes, Erev Shabbos, you should be tayim from every tafshul, because tayameh chayim zochu. Right, so I once, uh, was once at a Shabbaton, so they had a tayameh room. And tayameh room, they had more food than I saw my whole life. In tayameh room. So he said, they have to be tayim from every tafshul. The Magan Avram probably had two tafshulim in his house. So he said to be time for tafel, fish and whatever he had today. Baruch Hashem, even the first course, even the first course of the meal already has uh, thirteen different components and sixteen different types of salads and twenty nine different types of dips. And if not, you weren't yotzer. The mitzvah of Shabbos and Yom Tov, and you're an embarrassment for humanity because you don't have every conceivable type of healthy, especially poisonous dip in the world. So uh, it's not exactly you have to be time mamish from every tafshil. Okay. So, Baal Tov said, what's the Havon? But even, even the B'chlal, the Indian, in the non-Jewish world, the holy days are associated with spiritual, uh, spiritual performances. By us, every holy day, besides Yom Kippur, is associated with food. And even Yom Kippur is a mitzvah before, it's a mitzvah after. So there's a Moshe from the Baal Shem, an interesting Moshe, that there was a king who sent, he had a prince. And the prince was a wonderful, wonderful boy. But the king felt that he grew up in the palace. When you grow up in the palace, you can't be a king. Because you never worked through the... You never worked yourself through. Everything was given to you on a golden platter. You know, like you sometimes have leaders. They grow up with fathers and zaders. They never experienced life. They don't know what real people are. Uh, they don't know what it means to be tested, what it means to be challenged. Suddenly you become the ear. And, and why are you superior to everybody? Because of blood... Uh, because of your blood, right? But there's nothing in your personality that, that lend, and you could see it afterwards because they often fail very badly. <coughs> you have to understand leaders that are created, you know, yesh and have something to them because they have to work. They have to work on it. So the, the but the king felt that the prince is wonderful. He's talented and he's kind and he's wise. And I'll look good to Midas. But uh, he grew up in a sheltered environment. He has to see the real world. He has to know what people go through. You've got to sit among the people. So uh, with tears in his eyes, he and the queen send out the prince to a far, far village at the edge of his, uh, of his malucha, of his empire, to grow up with farmers, to work the land, to see how they live, to see the conditions to learn about the real plight of humanity, not sit on an ivory tower and preach justice, social justice. So he goes out. In the beginning, he misses his house, you know, like, you know, in camp. But at some point, <laughs> you get used to it and you want to be successful, so he integrates. And he integrates so successfully that he learns to become like the people there, but they were real peasants. They were really, really peasants, and they were, they were so to speak, in terms of... Uh, manners and ethics and sensitivity they were on the lower end but he wanted to be part of them so he became completely integrated with them he spoke how they spoke he behaved as they behaved after a few years the king sent a messenger to see how the prince is doing coming back he says this kid is not going to be uh, this kid is not going to be a king he's a peasant he speaks like a peasant his language is brute he looks brute he behaves in a brute way 
He's not. He's not. Uh, the king was very uh, was very hurt. What else? He sleeps in the barn. He said he came like oh, you know, he says he spends time with chickens and cows all day and people who behave that way. So he just became like that. So the Boshemtiv says that the king and the queen decided to send him a letter. They sent him a long letter reminding him who he is and why he was sent where he was sent. And they put all their love into the letter. And they and they sent it to him. It was in the middle of the night. And he gets the letter. And the letter brings back his entire childhood. Brings it to life. And he gets very excited. <coughs> he hasn't heard from them in years. So he gets up and he starts dancing. So his, uh, his chaverim say, what's this? So he tells them the story. They start, they give him, they start mocking him and making fun of him. He says, no, it's true. They said, listen, we all want to sleep. You want to dance, get out of here, we're going to beat you up. But he can't contain himself, so he thinks, what should he do? So he says, you know what? I have some money. I'm going to order drinks for all of you on the house. Okay? A drinking party they were always game for. So he bought a bunch of drinks, and he gave it to them, and they all got tips, and they all started to dance. So they're all dancing, but they were dancing for different reasons. They were dancing because of the alcohol. And he was dancing because of the letter. So the Baal Shem Tov says that this is basically Shabbos and Yom Tov. The soul is sent down as an ambassador. An ambassador of Hashem to the world. Not in order to become part of it, but in order to be able to determine its true nature and to be able to own its identity. And in order to own your identity, you have to work it through. It can't just be a gift. It can't be bread of shame. But what often happens is we lose that identity. A person loses their royalty, their aristocracy. They become like a peasant in their own mind, in their own eyes. He says, Shabbos and Yom Tov is called Mikra Kodesh. Kodesh means a calling of holiness. Why? Somebody calls out. Every soul receives a letter. The soul sees it, it starts dancing. So the body and the animal soul says, Vos Tanstum. So he says, he got a letter. What's letter? Who letter? He says, you know what? I'm going to make a meal. <laughs> I'll make a meal. Who doesn't want a good meal? So the goof says, well, no problem. You can have a good meal, Shabbos. I'll come. Yom Tov, I'll come. So he says, everybody's happy. The goof and the nefesh of Amis are happy because they have a Gavaldic meal, Shabbos and Yom Tov meals with everything that it comes with. Nine courses, 20 courses, whatever it is. The dessert, the ice cream. And the neshama is dancing because of the letter. Now what happens often is, yeah, that the soul also forgets about the letter. <laughs> that's, that's problem number two. Whenever you have the motion of Ratzi and Shuv, when you go back into your own space, there's always the challenge that you get frozen over there. So even though the Shuv is critical, even though the Shuv is vital, but nonetheless, the ice which congeals the water and therefore represents a certain richuk, a certain distance, a certain autonomy, a certain independence. To put it in psychological terms, if you want, there's reasons that people like to control other people. You know why? Because when they're not independent, you can tell them what to do. The moment people become independent, what happens? They have their own mind. When they have their own mind, they can also decide, they're not interested in you. 
Right? We all know that phenomenon. And it's a big question. Do we educate people to think, or is it much better if people don't think? As you, some of you know very, very well, there are two different uh, ideas about this. Some people are invested in not allowing people to think too much. Why? Because if you become too... What's the word? If you become... Uh, <laughs> too self-sufficient? Uh, yeah, in other words, if, if, if you see through things, if you're given the, the permission to flex your muscles, to fly, if we give you wings, maybe you're not going to come back to the nest. In order to give people independence, you have to have two things. You have to trust yourself, and you have to trust the people. <laughs> If you're not confident with yourself, of course they're not going to come back. Why should they? <laughs> if the only reason to be by you is because coercion, of course they're not going to come back. Unless you really you feel that you really have substance, then they'll come back. Because you're giving something real. That's where people want to be. So they'll choose it. But for this you have to trust it very deeply. It's not so simple. Number two, you have to trust people also. You have to believe that people are not, are not robots. People are not just, you know, you have to trust people. Khira comes from trust. God trusts humanity despite all of the disappointments. He will not take away free choice. So that's a glorious, glorious idea. But that's the Ratzai Vashayv. So Ratzai is we become one. Shayv is you become somewhat, you return to your own space. And that's the Mayim becoming Karach. And that's the Chiddush of Sukkis. That my love to you is not conditional on your spirituality, on your heavenliness, but I love you in your own space, the Kmayim becomes Kerach, and therefore you can grasp it. But here is the issue of Lifnei Karasei It could get also cold, because it's a Tnu of Kriros, it's not a Tnu of Chnimus, of heat, of melting away in the fire. This is a Tnu, a motion of, of distance, of independence. That's Lifnei Karasei so now let's continue inside. And he gives the Moshe one more detail. Avraham was the master of Chesed, but who was his son? His son was Yishmael. Why? Because Yishmael also was a man of Chesed. He came from Avraham's soul. He came from Avraham's genes, but it was different. It was distorted. Avraham's Chesed is divine. Yishmael's Chesed is selfish. It's frivolous. It's about self-aggrandizement. Avram also had guests by his table, and Yishmael had guests by his table. But there's a difference. Some people have guests by their table because they want to show off. They want to be Mr. Party Animal. Avram had guests for his table because of his empathy, his caring. It's a whole different type of chesed. It looks the same. It's brought in Chesedus, a Gavaldik of art. Rashi says, Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram ha'iladis Yitzchak. So Rashi says, what's the redundancy? That people said, what Sami Hadar said, that Avram is not Yitzchak's father. Rashi told us he made Yitzchak's face to look like Avram. So everybody said, ah, Avram held this Yitzchak. It's a miracle that a son looks like a father. It's very common. People say, oh, you look just like your father. Constantly, yeah. It's not a miracle. Biologically, it's part of nature. Yitzchak should look like Avram. Pshat is (laughs) 
Mitzad Teva, Yishmael was much closer to Avram. When you looked at Yitzchak, he was far more distant than Avram. You recognized Avram's personality more in Yishmael than in Yitzchak. Because Yishmael was a man of, he was an extrovert, just like his father. Yitzchak was an introvert. Yitzchak's middah was middah sagvuri. He was very disciplined, very reserved, very restrained. Yitzchak was Eish, Yitzchak was Gvura, Yitzchak was digging wells. Digging wells, you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper through the earth and the rubble to find the water. Spiritually, it means deeper, deeper, deeper in himself. Avram was the opposite, he was out there. You looked at Yishma, and said, ah, here's Avram's Yerush. You looked at Yitzchak, he's, ah. he's the black sheep in the family. He's a good kid, he's a holy kid, very holy. He doesn't have Yitzchak, Avram's charisma. Doesn't have Avram's outgoing personality. Avram was a Avram was a was a global a global personality. Yeah. The Meiri says he converted almost half civilization to monotheism. Almost half of humanity. You have to understand what that means. The Rambam and Hilchas Avodah So Bechitzoni is also physically Yitzchak didn't look like him because spiritually didn't look like him. That's externally. Internally, it was the other way around. Yishmael looked like. Looked like uh, Avram, but he wasn't like Avram. Yitzchak was the opposite of Avram, but he was just like Avram. Why? Yishmael Mitzah, his nature reflected Avram. But in the core, it was different. Avram's chesed was an avodas Hashem. Yishmael's chesed was egotistical. Yitzchak's gvura was avodas Hashem. So in their core, Avram and Yitzchak were the same. They were both servants of God. The chiddush was that Yitzchak should look like Avram. So the Gemara says in Pesachim, like Avram sheyatsa mimenu Yishmo, like Yitzchak sheyatsa mimenu Esav, like Yaakov shemitasa Yishlem. I how can from Avram come a Yishmo? Because from from Kerach there's mashlich mashlich karchich vitim. You can sometimes have a great quality, but nonetheless it can be distorted in the human experience. That's how everything is. Every quality, whenever you a person has their own space, and they have to assimilate it into their own nature, there can be a distortion. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. <laughs> when you teach a child to walk, they could fall. So you're going to hold their hand forever? You could. But you know what happens to that? What are you doing? You're crippling a person. But when you let your child start walking, the infant starts walking, they fall. And they fall again, and they fall again. And when you start going onto the bike, after you get rid of the, what is it called? The uh, training wheels. You fall, and you fall, and you fall, and you fall. So should we not give it to people? Don't go on a bike so you'll never fall. Of course not. You can't clip wings. That's the kavana, that's the objective. But there's always the awareness that shuv has a challenge. The challenge is when you're up in the juggling, right? When you're in the state of up, you're up, you're connected. As Mayor Premishlana said, as Ms. Zugebunden Eibin, once the ambassador is sent far away with a shlichus to transform the outside world, he can get very comfortable there. And when he gets very comfortable there, he forgets who he is. When the person comes down into daily reality, you have to go into the daily reality, but it's tough. And you could lose that sense of intimacy, that sense of closeness. That's the challenge of Shuv, And that's what happens Sukkot. Because your makir of the parim connected shivim umas ha'olam. Sukkot is a universal holiday. Sukkot, you're in the world. Sukkot, you're outside. Sukkot, you celebrate nature. 
and once a person is in the world, they can also be overwhelmed. We know there's a time of davening, the time of Torah, the time a person is in yeshiva, and then the time they go into the world, and there people are very afraid. Why are they afraid? Because the pressure is the stress. So now he goes weiter. Let's start, let's go, we, we did another line, but let's start. 174, 1, 174, 12 lines from the top. 174, that's Taf Pei Zion, column 3. You see? 12 lines from the top. 174, no. 174. No, no, 174. You have to turn the page. Pei Zion, column 3, not column 2. 174, 12 lines from the top, 12 lines from the top, the first column, the line starts, Hinach Yofer Ayasi, Vihinah Bebchinah Shuv. When the shuv becomes distant from the ratzui, there could be sometimes a nefila legamri. There could be a complete fall. The person could actually fall, like on ice. You could slip on the ice and you fall on your back. What does this represent spiritually? On Sukkot, you give 70 bulls as a carbon. So the Gemara says, connected to 70 nations. You start 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, right? You go down till Shemini Atzeres. Shemini Atzeres, you would expect 6, because every day you go down. So you start with 13, you go 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. Hashanah Rabbah is 7 bulls. We're going to read in the Kriya Satayra. But Yoyma Shemini Atzeres should be 6. What's Yoyma Shemini Atzeres? Par Echot. The whole system of the 70 Parim end. The 70 Parim Akeneged Shivim Umasail. That's like Avram Yatzah, Memenu Yishma. Because from the love of Sukkis, from the Chesed of Sukkis, from the Chesed of Sukkis, what can happen? There could be a Yenikah, there could be a nurture for something that could be, could be, could be. Antithetical to Gedusha. So he says, when you go away from the Ratzu, the further you go away from the Ratzu, the more you come down into your own space, into your own identity, the person can also fall. The person can also lose their connection. You're not holding on to the rope anymore. You're not being held. You're walking on your own. And you're into your, your own space. There could be an afilu l'bchina sachirai. And the reason is because the chibuk is me'achayrev. When I hug you, I don't hug your face. I hug your back. Your achirayim, that's the whole point. I embrace your back, not only your face. As he explained, the back represents the very physical, humane, human part of the person. So now Yiddishkai introduces the second rhythm. Now you got to go back to Ross. One ought to re-inspire themselves and re-evoke, re-arouse the love like fire. The lahagdil to grow the bonfire. Meduras H is a bonfire, the big fire of love. And avoidus Hashem in order to make sure. That when a person is dealing with their physical life, and a person is enmeshed in the physical world, and a person is present in the physical world, or in AM, they should always be able to connect, spiritually speaking. 
they should always be able to connect to FM. In other words, they should never become overwhelmed by the turbulent ocean, especially by the ice, which allows you to slip. They should always have the ability to recreate the fire so that they don't fall. So therefore, one needs to counterbalance the coldness, the kriros of the ice with the fire of the love. That's what the Pasa continues. Okay, so you have here the parentheses before, you see? There's a bracket. I just want to say one word from there. It says, Take a look in the bracket. That's why it says, It's a fascinating Piddush. In the Akedah, Avram wakes up in the morning, and what do we say it every morning? He saddles his donkey, prepares his donkey, and off they go. The Hainu, what's Pshat? Shabachol boiker misoyer chesed elyon lizgaber al pchinas chamor, who inyan chamre afilu betkufas tamos kirele. Every single morning, there's a certain energy in the world that allows you to be chayvish to uh, saddle up your donkey. What's the donkey? The Gemara says, Chamra, I feel a bit tough as Tammuz, a donkey, even in Tammuz, is cold. <laughs> now, Tammuz, nobody's cold. You don't put on a sweater in Tammuz. You take off a sweater, you put on the air condition. But that's if you're, you're, not, that's if you're not a Chamar. A donkey, Beteva, is always cold. <laughs> even bit as Tammuz. What does this mean spiritually? That this is a person, the Hainu Masha'ena Adam is spoil Megadlus Hashem. It could be Tammuz. The sun is shining. But a donkey, nothing affects him. You're always cold. That's the chamer. He makes you cold. So every morning there's a gilui, not of terach, but of mayim. Avram is mayim. Chesed. In order to, to, to warm up the coldness. Because naturally, a person has that element of a chamer. You just get cold, you get indifferent. Everyone has a time in their life when they were in a state of rotsui, especially when you're younger. It's a passion, it's a brenta fire, you remember? And then you go out to the real world and you're just overwhelmed. You're in a state of shuv. You know, you're dealing with life, but you just get cold, you get indifferent. Like a chamer, ayit kufas tamus, kippur, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Could be Tammuz, could be Cheshvik. I'm cold. It's critically. So every morning, Vayashkem Avram, Avram represents this an oil of Chesed to saddle, to saddle up your donkey. And he says, the next line, I'm Bezoyar, Eich Mepchines Kerach, Nesbarer Hapsoylus, Vemchines Mayim Aroyim, Vezel Winyan Tanugim Gashna. This is the Pshat Yishlach Dvari V'yamsem. Al-Derech Mashakasu B'Zoya Dezoyer says, Tukfa de Tzofen, Agled Maya. Tukfa de Dorem, Shara Maya. Tukfa de Tzofen means the North Pole. Tukfa means the strength of Tzofen of the North. Congeals water. It makes water into ice. That's why people don't live there. That's where the penguins uh, hang out, right? Huh? The South Pole. But you need the places that are filled with ice, where the Mayim becomes niglad. 
So you have the polar beers who deal with real cold, real ice. Took for the Dunham, the Zoyar says, and then in the south, where it's very hot, it can get very hot, Fakert, Shore Maya. The Mayim melt, the, it, causes the, it causes the ice to melt into water. You have Aglid Maya, it congeals the water into ice. Shore Maya, the Maya melts. Because through the intense heat of the sun, the ice melts and it becomes water. What is this a marshal for? In life, you have Tzofen and you have Dorim. Tzofen is the Shuv and Dorim is the Rotsi. The north and the south. The places where the climate is freezing, that's what Shuv represents. And then you need to have the situation where the sun comes out. Yishlach Dvarei V'yamseh. So when the fire comes back, the Rotsi again, a person now goes out of your place. This is where you need the Rotsi. You can't become smug. So there's always this double motion of yearning to leave and then returning and once again yearning and then once again returning. Like the heart which doesn't stop both motions of Ratzi and Shuv, of contracting, it gets tight, and then it expands. One is the Pchina of Ratzi, and one is the Pchina of, of Shaif. And only then can a person live. Everything operates in these two motions. And it's a paradox, because this is the paradox inherent to human life. Ratzi speaks to our deepest core. And, and Shuv speaks to... Our reality, the reality of who we are, Achir Vekedem Tzartani. And it's a constant flux of both tenuous, of both motions in a person's life. So therefore, it became ice, which is very important because without the ice it's not tangible. But now, Yishlach Dvarim Yamsim it melts. The Kerach becomes Mayim. Vezeh, Winyin Gvuris Kshamim. This is the concept of the Gvuris Kshamim. Sheyordim Begvurai, Debchines Gvurai, Debchines Rishvayesh. When we speak about Chazal, whenever they speak about rain, they speak about Gvuris Kshamim. The, the Gvura, the strength of rain. Why is Kshamim associated with Gvura? We're saying that Mayim is usually associated with Chesim. We speak about Gishme Bracha. Why? Where do we speak about rain? What does the Gemara say? We're Maskir Geshem in Gvuris. Ata Gibor La'olam Hashem. Mechayim Eisem Ata. Mashivaruach Umoyrid HaGeshem. So the Gemara says, because Kshamim is associated with Gvurim, it's What's the connection? The Pshat is that in order for the Mayim, for the Chesed, to be able to come down in a proper way, it needs to have also the element of Esh, the element of Gvurim. Because if not, it becomes ice. So in order for it to remain Mayim, it needs to have the element of Gvurim, of Esh. Because if not, it could become ice, which practically means if you have Ava without Gvurim, Ultimately, you have an Avram from where there's a Yishmal. If you have Gvurah without Ava, you have an Esav. Because there's no integration. Avram is pure love, divine love. But the result of pure love could be Yishmal. The result of pure discipline could be Esav. Yaakov is the Eskalos, is Metasir Shlema. But you can't get to Yaakov if you don't go through Avram and Yitzchak. You can't just jump into Yaakov. There's working through Avram, there's working through Yitzchak, then you get to Yaakov. So when you have the water, the chesed, without the gvura, without the ash, it could become ice. And the ice is frozen, and the ice is very cold, and the ice creates a distance. Because love, love without discipline, 
although it seems very flowery and it's very popular today, but nonetheless, there's something fundamentally missing there. And what's fundamentally missing there is that you damage a person, you scar a person. On the other hand, discipline without love, you also scar a person, sometimes deeper. So therefore, the gvuras, kshamim, he says, yordim begvura de gvura, pchines rispeyesh. Now, when do we start asking for geshem? Shmini So here you have the system. Yom Kippur is snow. Sukkot is ice. But the ice is very cold. The beauty of Sukkot is that the love is translated into the human condition, the way you are a physical person. I hug you and I hug you in your back. And the Dalud Minim I bring to the heart. But whenever you go into a state of Shuv, now you need the opposite motion, Ratzur. So that's where Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Teireh come in. So you have Mashlech Karche Chefitim is Sukkot, Lefnei Karasim Yamoid, Yishlach Dvare V'yamseim. Yashiv Rucha Yizlomayim, on Shemini Atzeres you start asking for Geshem, the time of water. That's the opposite motion. Just like to get to the Ratzur of Yom Kippur, you needed the Shuv of Aseris Yom Kippur, as he explained, you can't get to the intimacy if you don't work through the separation. I can't be one with you if I don't realize where I'm not one with you because it's not going to be a real oneness. There's no real Ratsui if, you if you're not ready to break down what is going on in you and seeing your distance and seeing your toxicity. Any marriage where they never speak about anything uncomfortable unless they're two saints, and I doubt it, there's something, there's something, if a relationship never has an uncomfortable conversation, how deep is the relationship? Unless there's nothing uncomfortable in my life. But then, uh, I don't know if you're human. Okay, I'm sure there's a few malachim in the world, but most of us are not malachim. So to get to the Ratzah, you have to work through the separation. You can't be one if you don't work through your own system. Because it's not real oneness, it's superficial oneness. So to get to Yom Kippur, you first need the Shuv to get to the Ratzah. Now you come to Sukkot, which the Ratzah came back into Shuv. Now Sukkot, you have the, also the opposite. You go back to Ratzah. You go back to the intimacy, which is Shmini Atzeres, Shmini Atzeres Simchastayra. Back to the intimacy. It's brought in Kisve Harizal, and the Balatanya brings it, that Sukkot is the, is the celebration of the relationship of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the Chasana. We spoke about a Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the Chasana. Ne'il is the Yichud room. Ne'il is the Yichud room. You're one. The gates of heaven close your inside. So nobody has to eat in the Yichud room, even though you fasted all day. Now comes, what happens when you come out of the Yichud room? Mehaptam Tansen, the lively part of the wedding starts. The Sukkot. Sukkot, Simchas B'Sashevi. You go outside, you drink, you feast. Sukkot, seven days. Simchas of the Chasana. It's also the Chasana, but it's the second half of the Chasana. First half of the Chasana is solemn. Second half of the chasen is, is joyous. One is a state of rotsi, one is a state of shuv. What's Shmini Atzerim Chastayr? Shmini Atzerim Chastayr is intimacy. The chasen is over, and the husband, the chasen, and the kala go home, and they uh, they consummate their marriage. They begin what we call playing house. So there, there's nobody around. The shviga is not there. The shatchan is not there. The, the masada kedushin is not there. Hopefully, nobody's there. They're alone. They, but they're not just in the Yichud room. Now they actually begin the, the relationship. 
That's why he says Shemini Tzeres he start Moedid HaGeshem because Geshem is the seed Kivayachal of heaven like the sperm of heaven which is conceived it's received by Mother Earth and, and, and fertilized and nurtured and it grows into uh, plants or trees and so forth. So the intimacy is Shemini Tzeres so that's why it's only one par. So that's again the Indian of Ratzai so the ice melts so Moedid HaGeshem is when on Shemini Atzeres so Shmina Tzeresim Chastayda takes the ice, it melts the ice, it turns it into water, so that the shuv is not cold, and the shuv rem- rem- remains connected to, to the echad. That's what he says. I thought the water was attached, That's why this shuv again. <laughs> Very good. Those are the two motions of Ratzay V'Shayv. What's the shuv after Every day. Davening is Ratsui, after Davening is Shuv. Huh? This is this is the cycle of life. It's not it's not a tragedy, it's not a, a bad thing. This is the cycle of life. There's Ratsui and Shuv, Ratsui and Shuv. There's this man of Tfilah, there's this man of Asakim, there's man of business, there's man of Taira, and there's this man of, of eating, there's man of sleeping. And it's it's uh, it's it's it, the rhythm continues. In Tishrei, you have it playing itself out in a very emphasized fashion. So he says, "Vaiter, uchinis mayim halolu nimshachem v'noyislam lamata." Now you have the end of the pasuk. You see, now everything works. Lefnei karosim yamad yishlach vori v'yamsem yashiv ruchoi. He sends. What's yashiv ruchoi? Let's see what art scroll tells us. You know what yashiv ruchoi means. He issues his command and he melts them. He blows his wind, and the waters flow. He relates his word to Yaakov, and his laws to Yisrael. What's the connection? Now you'll understand the connection. Nobody knows what's the connection. Ice, water, and suddenly, Magidvar of Yaakov. What's the connection? Because that's Simchas Torah. So basically, you have the Karchai. Lifnei Karasa. Yishlach Dvar Yamsin. Upchines Mayim Alalunam Shachem Anoizlum Lamata. Yidei Ki Yashiv Rucha. This water flows below, and it's not ice anymore, through the wind blowing. What is this? The wind here represents the Ruach of Kedusha. Ruach HaNemshech MeKodesh Alyan. The Ruach that comes, what's called Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh doesn't only mean Holy Spirit. It means Ruach that comes from Kodesh HaAlyan Upchines Chachma Ilah. Kodesh HaElyon in Torah Sanister is always the word used for Chachma, for Hashem's Chachma, which is beyond creation's Chachma. Lace Machshav, and no thought can grasp it, so it's called Kodesh, because Kodesh means aloof. Rashi says, Kodeshim to you, Prushim to you. Kodesh means aloof. Ruach HaKodesh means a wind blows from that Kodesh. It's the way Chachma emerges. Va'azla Yizlumayim Shibchinis Torah. So what happens is he says when you have the yashiv, the yashiv, uh, the yishlach dvarev yamsen, yashiv ruchayiz lumayim that the water flows. That when you have the Torah, which is lius magid dvarev liyakov chukov mishpatov liyisrael, that's expressed in the fact that Hashem gives us the Torah. Shehem him kolam mishnayis valachus shabatayda shabalpe. All the Mishnayas and all the halachas of Tereshavah Pesha Nimshachum Abchinus Chachmei Lo. 
which essentially they come from Hashem's Chachma Teir Shabiksav. The Zoyer says Teir comes from Chachma, and that's why it also says Ein Mayim Ela Teir. The Gemara Bebekama says that Mayim is Teir. So when you have the Yashiv Ruchay, that the Ruach from Kodesh Ha'Elyon Ruach Hakodesh comes down, so then Yizlu Mayim. What's Pshat Yizlu Mayim? The Teir comes into people's comprehension. Magid Vorav LeYakoyv Chukov Mishpat of LeYisrael. The Chiddush of Teir is it doesn't remain above. A person could learn it. A person could relate to it. Torah Shabbat itself, it's hard to understand. It's full of mystery. It's full of codes. It's hard to understand. But the way Torah Shabbat comes into Torah Shabbat, so it's the way you have the Ruach, Ruach HaKadosh. So this is the person's Havana of Torah. So therefore, Torah becomes the Nekuda that allows the ice to melt into the water. In other words, that even in a state of shuv, a person remains completely connected with the Ratzai. So you start asking for Geshem on Shemini because the Kerech turns into Mayim. And now you have the connection between Shemini and Simchas that basically it allows the real Yizlu Mayim, the water to flow. In other words, the ice now flows into water that's the concept of Torah that's given on the, that, that we celebrate the end of Torah on Simchas Torah. And this is the whole concept of Shmini Atzeres. What's Pshat Vzeinyan Shmini Atzeres? What does he mean? So he says in brackets, Vahayim. Kibiyayim akipurim abchinis anoysin shalakatsam aliyasim yuchrechem kashan and kashalagyalbi. Yim kippur is the snow. Turns all the sins into white. Then you have Kfarke for your father, he scatters the frost. Mashlich Karcha, he hurls his eyes out. I'm Shachas Chesed, Elian Shabbosukas. This is the love that comes in on Sukkas, Shenigladv Nasik Kfarikarach. And the love is congealed and it becomes ice, in other words, relatable to every person according to their individual self. The love to you is to you, on your terms, not on my terms. The water became ice. Now he sends his command and he melts the ice. He sends forth, he blows the wind and the water melts. He speaks about which is Yashiv The rain comes down, it's not ice. It's rain. The, from the shuv, you go back into a state of intimacy through Torah. And the Chiddush of Torah is that it permeates the human mind in this world. Once a person has the Torah, there's a word from the Michal Zlotcher, the Magid of Zlotcher, the Magid of Zlotcher, the Yechiel Michal of Zlotcher, the Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov. Beautiful, beautiful word. It's massive with this. He says, it says in the beginning of Parshas Vayera that uh, the Avram sees the three angels, the three guests. So what does he say? He says, Al saver Do me a favor. Be Adoini. Don't leave me. Don't go away. Yukachno ma'at mayim. Vishonu etc. Right? Take a little water. Come under my tree. So it says in Medrash, Yishanu Tachasa'ait, that's the source of Sukkah. Since Avram put them under the tree, so that's why we, his children, got the mitzvah of Sukkah under the Schaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reb Michal's Lachavah, 
Bechil Michal of Zlotshev, yeah. So he said as follows, that at the end of Tishrei, at the end of Tishrei, it's about to leave. So the Jew says, Al I don't want you to leave. The Vayed is usually read in the beginning of Cheshvan, Zayin Cheshvan time, when it says Zayin Cheshvan was the end of Tishrei, because the last Jew would reach Nahar Pras. That's when Eretz saw they start asking for rain on, on Zayin Cheshvan. So uh, he says, Al Don't leave me. What's the Eitzah that it shouldn't leave? The Eitzah is Yukachna Ma'at Mayim. Mayim, the Gemara says, Ain Mayim ala Taira. So you have the Taira, that's the Eitzah that it doesn't leave when you have the Taira. So that's Simchas Taira. So Bemela, the Yashiv Rucha Yizla Mayim is Shminyatzeres and Simchas Taira Mashiv Rucha Mayadak Gashem. And what that does is that the ice never just remains ice, it's permeated with the warmth of the sun and therefore it melts into water. That's the Taira that we celebrate on Simchas Taira. So Bemela, the Nekuda here is that he said in the beginning that Shmini had said is you get the Avoida for the whole year because the Nekuda of the Avoida is the synthesis of Ratzay and Shov. What's the synthesis of Ratzay and Shov? That the great love of the soul of the Kedem of the soul. The love at the core of the soul to Hashem where it's completely one should ultimately permeate and penetrate even the Achar, the hind part of the soul, the lower part of the soul, in other words, the synthesis between heaven and earth and all of its nuances and details without compromising any of them in order to be successful in this. One can't remain in the Ratzai, they got to go back to the Shuv. But in order not to fall down in the Shuv, to fall in Tivus and remain connected, they have to go back to the Ratzai, they have to go back to the Ava and synthesize the two together, and therefore Shmini Atzeres, when the ice melts into water, you have the Avoida that comes the whole year. And now he finishes the last few lines. It looks long, but really it's just a few lines, because the end of the Maim is one very long bracket, as you could see. So he says, Vizel, now we come back to the story of Shleim HaMalch. Remember, he started off with the Avtoid of Shmini Atzeres, that on the eighth day... Shloimah sent everybody home after the Chanukah's Beis HaMikdash. The Pashas, it's not connected to Shemini Atzeres. It's just on the eighth day of Sukkot, it happened to be the celebration was over. Shloimah said, it's time to go home. He says, no, this is the whole Nekudah. On the eighth day, Shloimah says, everybody, time to go home. And they bless the king. What's He sends forth the Am, the nation. Where does he send them? Go home for the year. There can't be a king without an am. Hashem really can't be called a melech. He can't call him a king. Why? On who is he a king? He creates everything. He was, he is, and he will be in heaven and earth. There's nothing else. So here we have a question. You can't be a melech without people. I'm not a melech on myself, not called a melech. You need a nation that coronates you. For this you need people who are outside of you, and they choose you as their leader. They elect you as their leader. Talking about election season. But from Hashem's perspective, there can be a concept of malchus. Because there's nobody outside of him. And he creates everything. So everything that exists is him. So how can he be? Who is he a melech himself? Who is this world that's Mamlechim? Who is he a Melech? It's all him. It's all his energy. It's all his presence. There's no other Metzias. And who is he a king? Tell me, who is he a king of himself? 
אלא על ידי עבודה סינו אנו ממשיכים מלכוסי עלינו. כמיימא דגמורי זאת, אמרו לפוני מלכיוס כדי שתמליכוני עליכם, דגמורי זאת, במסכת הראשון התזיין. What we, when we say Hashem Melech, it's because we don't feel Einoid Mulvadeh. We make him a Melech. We could say Hashem is our Melech. Ein Melech beloi am. We feel like the am. That's why Hashem says, Say Malchius, Shem Lechuni Aleichem. You should make me a king over you. I can't be a king over you. Because we're one. But you could make me a king over you. Shem Lechuni Aleichem. Vihine Amshach is Pchines Malchus Ein Bepchines Ratsu Shulish Tabeach Nafshe. But this concept of Malchus can only be in a state of Shuv, not in a state of Ratzi. Because only when you're in a state of Ratzi, you're one, so then there's no separation, there's no Malchus. It's like being a Melech over yourself. Only when you're separate can Hashem say, Make you a king. So when a person reveals the intimate connection where they're not separable, so then it's lishtapich nafsha. The soul pours out in oneness. There's no malchus. There's no separation. Only when you go into a state of shuv can there be the concept of malchus. So he says, v'zeu shilach has ha'om liyus b'pchines shuv k'de liyus p'chines am v'azay v'yevarchu as ha'melech l'hamshich p'chines malchus yizbarach. So on the eighth day, when they go back to Ratzui, now what happens after that? <laughs> on Shmini said, is the ice melted, you went back to Ratzui, so what does he say? Now you got to go back to Shuv. You can't stay here. The Melech says, go! The Am. He sends the Am, in other words, he distances them from him. So they go away from Ratzui to bring the Kedusha back into the world. But then, then they could bless the king. Then they could be mamshech. Brocha means hamshacha. They could be mamshech as malchus. Because ain't malach And this kayach also comes through. Uh, there's a long, long, long brackets here. Mamash very, very long. Till where does it go? Okay. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.